So in contracts, we started talking about one of the most important things that we might encounter as attorneys in the contracts realm of things, and that is going to be warranties. We have two cases that really outline this. We're going to spend most of our time focusing on the first case, which is Bayliner Marine Corps versus uh, Corporation, sorry, versus Crow. And then our second case is going to be Spite versus Walters Development Co. This first case, though, really outlines the different definitions of a warranty. We have definitions for express warranties, implied warranties of merkin, uh, merchantability, and then we have an implied warranty of fitness for a particular purpose. Uh, respectively, each of these definitions are set out in UCC sections 2, 313 through 315, uh, each one corresponding with the order that I had listed previously. So let's go ahead and start out by talking about express warranties. Well, an express warranty, uh, the UCC defines it as any affirmation of fact or promise, which is made part of the basis for the bargain, uh, creates an express warranty that the goods shall conform to the affirmation or promise. So pretty much what an express warranty is that the seller is just guaranteed the quality or a feature of the product. Uh, in this case, there was no express warranty because all the quote-unquote express statements uh, were related to a different product than the one that was actually shown in evidence. And so ultimately, there was no express warranty. Uh, the UCC, the section goes on to say, a statement purporting to be merely the seller's opinion or accommodation of the goods does not create a warranty. Ultimately, what that is just saying is that the seller's opinion doesn't create a warranty. So if it's an advertisement saying, this is the fastest boat ever, well, then that could just be a seller's opinion, but it doesn't actually create a warranty if it's not, in fact, the fastest boat ever. So if we go on to sections 2, 3, 14, uh, we have implied warranty of merchantability. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm struggling with that right now. So goods are, uh, the definition of this one is that goods are merchantable. I'm just going to wink with that. If they are such as would pass without object objection in the trade and are fit for the ordinary purposes for which the goods are used. So we see that this is a two-pronged test. Uh, first, really, ultimately, we need to see if the goods uh, pass what we would call a quality test. And then second, we need to see if people use the product to determine what the actual purpose of that product is. That's ultimately what this is saying. Uh, the other thing to note is that this is coming from a merchant. So if it comes from a merchant, well, then it needs to be warranted. It's automatically warranted, so to speak. It's an implied warranty uh, if the merchant works with these goods repeatedly so that they expect these goods to meet certain requirements. That's really what it's meaning when it's passed without objection in the trade. In this case, the purpose of the boat was not to go 30 miles per hour. Instead, the purpose of the boat is to float, not sink, uh, is to steer, uh, things like that. And so those are things that would show that the, it had passed an objective uh, test of the trade, and speed would not be one of those things that what defines a boat is a boat. And again, that's going to be the thing where it needs to be a merchant in that trade. So a person can be a merchant of boats, and they could be selling a lawnmower. But if they buy the lawnmower, well, then there's not an implied warranty to the lawnmower because the person is a merchant in boats, not lawnmowers. So it needs to be specific to that trade that the merchant is working in. 
Finally, we have UCC 2315, Implied Warranty of Fitness for a Particular Purpose. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. What this says, I quote, where the seller has reason to know any particular purpose for which the goods are required and that the buyer is relying on the seller's skill or judgment to select the furnished suitable goods, there is an implied warranty of this kind. So there is, so this is more specific than other implied warranties. What it requires the buyer to do is go up there, state the purpose of why they're buying it, say that we're relying on your skills because I don't have the skills and the buyer then needs to go and choose a product based specifically off of that reliance. If you leave out one of those things, then ultimately you're going to be missing your implied warranty. <coughs> Excuse me. So what this leaves us with as far as warranties go, uh, based off of these three definitions, is that an express warranty is going to be the strongest warranty. If you can get a warranty in writing, that's what you're going to want. But if you don't get the warranty in writing, you could get these into there just specifically depending on whether or not it's a merchant or if it's a fitness for a particular purpose. One last thing to note about the implied warranty of fitness for a particular purpose is that it doesn't need to be a merchant in order for it. It just needs to be a seller. The issue with this, though, is that there's not really products where a seller would give an implied warranty. <coughs> Man. One way that you can think of that happening is if the person was a previous merchant in that thing and is retired, and then as a result, they're selling the thing still just on their own. Our second case was Spite versus Walters De uh, Development Co. This was a case that was not under the UCC, but it was a breach of an implied warranty of workmanlike conduct, uh, construction. So in this case, the person had to build a home, and we're trying to protect the homeowners uh, for, so that they can make sure that they have a good quality home. And this protection extends to future homeowners as well, not just the initial homeowners. As long as the statutes of repose haven't run, and then the original homeowners have a reasonable time to discover any incidents that could have arisen out of the home, well, then they could have an implied warranty of workmanlike construction. And that's ultimately our takeaways from this. That's how warranties function a bit. Uh, final thing to note with that is that warranties can apply to services just as they can apply to goods. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice, and with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.